welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, my yin, my yin to my yang is the other host of the show, Jimmy Clough. Hello, hello. Hello. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, Jimmy. We break it down. Uh-huh. We throw it up on top of an ass and run it all the way down the canyon just for you, the nice. listener. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Season 3, Episode 2, which is Part 2 of the 3. Oh, good. Entitled Grand Canyon or Bust. So, yeah, this is Part 2 of Ghost Town USA. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Um, and also, like, Brady Bunch is available to stream on CBS Hulu and, wait, what did I say? Hulu, CBS, All Access, and, oh, yeah. Amazon, Amazon Prime! <laughs> oh, man. So, what was that a, like, an, like a butt crack reference when you're just like, we, <laughs> we throw it up on an ass and then ride it all the way down the, the canyon? Is that like... Dripping no. down the ass crack. No, I'm sorry. I, I thought I was. An, I thought there was an ass joke in there that I was missing. It's an ass like a mule, right? But the canyon would be like the butt crack. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I thought it was like sweat, like when you're outside and mowing. That's gross. But I didn't even think of that. So today's exciting, Jimmy. Why is that? Because we are in the same room together. We are in the same room together. <laughs> so I bet the listeners could tell. They're like, something sounds Is different that, here. Jimmy doesn't sound so lonely anymore. <laughs> I don't hear tech crying in the background. <laughs> So, since this episode is all about going to the Grand Canyon, which we kind of already talked about in the last episode. Right, right. Have you ever right. been to the Grand Canyon? Nope. Nope, neither. But I have. And, well, there we go. That was fun. But I have a butt crack. Oh, good. That's, yeah. Uh, no, I do too. So, the, dropper, the doctor dropped you when you were a baby as well. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we never talked about that before. <clears throat> huh. Interesting. So, in, this, in, this, uh, in the last episode, uh, they talked about a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Like, would you ever actually like go to one? Like, does that interest you at all? Like, going to a ghost town? Yeah, hell does yeah. it really? Definitely. Yeah, I, I would only want to go if if it was if if it hadn't been molested yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I would rather stumble upon one and had it not been touched since like 1885. Oh yeah, you That'd know, so if, if it's like one of those touristy places, you know, they rebuilt stuff. You know yeah, that yeah, they. Yeah put props into it. This was the old blacksmith and they got like animatronic shit going back and forth. <laughs> no, like, I don't not even animatronics. It would just be a statue of a guy like yeah. holding like a, a hammer or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like go. a mannequin. Like, didn't I see that mannequin <laughs> at TJ Maxx when they went out of business? <laughs> but yeah. And then you'd be like, maybe if you go over here, you might find some gold. Yeah. And then they have like a tape cassette player underneath the mannequin like, I'm the blacksmith. <laughs> You take all your metal to me and I make it into horseshoes. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And then this light shows up in the window <laughs> yeah. and it's another guy out there and he's like, you're going to steal my claim, the gold. And then goes the old prospector. You owe me $60 for the, the horse and $75 for the, whatever the, the line is. It's $5 for the, for the shoe and, and yeah. <laughs> That's the $65. That's the eighty dollars. God, whatever. Jimmy, I, don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Oh my god! I'll pay attention to numbers. I was on uh, short tangent. I was off. Uh, I was on uh, Facebook the other day, and somebody posted. Did you know at the end of Back to the, the Back to the Future trilogy, it turns into Lone Pine Mall? And there were so <laughs> many people, and they're going, "Oh my god! I've been a Back to the Future fan for years, and I never knew this." How did you not know that? These are millennials that like they literally show the pine tree in the in the beginning (laughs) of the first movie get destroyed. Like what? Anyways, I noticed it. I think I literally noticed it maybe the second time I ever saw the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like first time I saw it was in theaters. (laughs) Right. Yeah. First time I saw it was on VHS because my brother rented it from Blockbuster. Nice. You're old. Wow, what a difference. <laughs> that was their logo. That was their slogan. Slogan. All right, sorry, I'm going off on No, it's cool, but, but to talk about your uh, ghost town, that would be yeah. so cool. I would love to, oh, oh my God, that'd be so awesome. Wouldn't that cool? But I it do have, have to like, be a, a real ghost town. Yeah, I do have like some sort of an attraction to like the Old West. I don't know, maybe that's because I'm getting old and old guys like that kind of thing. I saw this documentary that's talking about the Old West and they said it's not like you think it would have been. Oh, I've seen tons of documentaries about they said what it's, it's really The one I watched like. was saying that um, women played a way bigger role in it 
than we mm-hmm. want to admit or with that we ever wanted to admit. Like uh, they were like the business owners. I've done were, extensive research. Yeah? Extensive. Remember that novel I told you I was writing? <laughs> I thought you were talking about because they, they were prostitutes a lot too. <laughs> no, I thought no, you were no. like, I've done extensive research on Old <laughs> well, West I have prostitutes. Because remember that novel I told you I was writing? Yeah. It takes yeah. place in the Old West. Oh, okay. okay. It takes it. the main character or one of the main characters runs a brothel. Okay. And so I looked into all this shit. So yeah. The way these madams own brothels, sometimes yeah. they own the whole town. Exactly. A lot of times yeah. they own tons of... They, they are own. way more powerful oh, yeah, than people yeah. want to admit. Yeah. Tons, yeah. And you watch Little House on the Prairie, they're like, well, I better go beat out the carpet. I'm like, what? That's not what you'd be doing. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so... Well, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into part two because people are waiting to they find out. Because right now, well, we're going to where we, are, where we left off. But right. All right. We'll be back. Hello, listeners of Random Other Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Hey, everybody. If you like podcasts like whatever podcast this is, then come listen to the Mad Scientist Podcast, a weekly show on the history, philosophy, and hard science between fringe and paranormal claims. Marie, what are some topics we've covered in the past? We have... covered ufos we've covered economic collapse we have covered cats we did cover cats pretty pretty Mm -hmm. distinctly yes if you like podcasts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of singing and some cats come listen to the mad scientist (laughs) podcast please shoot And we're back. Okay, so we got the Brady Bunch, season three, episode two, entitled Grand Canyon or Bust. Let's get into it. So, first aired on September 24th, 1971. Nice. Written by Tam Spiva. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Directed by my man, Oscar Rudolph. Boom. Fucking nice. Nice. So, according to IMDb... Jim Backus played the identical character down to the costume on the set of an episode. Oh, not the same thing you said last week. Yes. Oh, look at that. But it still applies. You're right. Um, Also, when Mike explains the meaning of Yatahe Flats, Yatahe Flats to Alice, she replies, that'll come in handy if we run into Tonto. In the episode, they meet Chief Eagle Cloud, played by... Jay Silverheels. I thought he looked familiar. That one, that's not me like playing into the notes. I thought I didn't read that note until now. I was like, I thought that I thought he looked familiar. Well, let me tell the people. Yes, sorry. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was played by Jay Silverheels, who played Tonto in the Lone Ranger. You know what Tonto means in Spanish? No. I, I was told it means stupid. Huh. So he's like, they're like, you know, Lone Ranger and stupid. That's what I was told. (laughs) I added a couple of notes myself. Oh, okay. In this episode, Bobby asks his name, what his name means. Robert comes, Robert, his name comes from the old English name, Hrothbirth, whatever, um, which means bright or bursting with flame. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Do you have two more facts? I do have two more facts. After meeting the Brady's. Zachariah Brown says he hasn't had a bath in 40 years. This line is possibly lifted from the Gilligan's Island episode, The Sweepstakes. Wow, that is fascinating. Do you have a perhaps a gun smoke? I do. (laughs) One? This ghost town is actually in the old gun smoke exterior set. Oh, no way. That's pretty cool. So before we get into this and start this off, Jimmy... If you'd be so kind, since you hosted the last episode, if you can give us a little recap on what happened last week. Sure. In the last episode, the Brady family go on an exciting trip Ooh. to the Grand Canyon. Alice too, of course. Yeah. Along the way, they decide to stop in an old abandoned ghost town to spend the night. 
Upon arriving there, they meet an old prospector who thinks the Bradys are after his gold. Gold. So he locks them up in an old jail and takes off with their station wagon and new pop-up trailer. Luckily, Mike is skilled at roping things and manages to get the keys hanging on a hook in the old jail and frees the Brady clan. Only, they're still stranded. Hmm. So Mike and Peter set off on a 20-mile hike, it's actually 40 miles, (laughs) to the nearest town to find some help, leaving the rest of the Brady behind to wait and worry. Oh, jeez. Well, let's begin, shall we? We should. Let's fade in. To the Brady deaths. Right. People are on the edge of their seats. We fade in. Scene one. We pick up in the ghost town and Carol is getting annoyed just sitting there and waiting like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So she I haven't even had Starbucks in like a day. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even get decent Wi-Fi here. So she tells Alice that they should do something to try and get help. Alice asks, what should they do? (laughs) Carol comes up with a brilliant plan and tells her, you round up the kids and, well, I'll think of something. And they take off. I think she was just annoyed by Alice. She's like, we should, yeah, we should think of something to do. What should we do? You should get the fuck out of here and go find the kids and just leave me here by myself for a minute. (laughs) Um, Carol is such a fucking idiot. Like... (laughs) Out of all the people there, does she really think that she's the one to decide what to do? Like, like she's going to come up with a plan? I mean, you got, yeah. I won't, I mean, spoiler alert, you got Greg, like, trying to fucking hotwire phones and shit, and she's like, well, just <laughs> leave me alone and let me contemplate. Like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Carol irritates me sometimes. <laughs> I know she does. <laughs> all right, scene two. Next, we see Greg and Bobby exploring the ghost town and happen upon an old phone. Mm. Greg picks up the receiver and spins the well, spinner, hmm. thinking he might get a connection. It doesn't work. Greg then opens up the phone. Wait, and but s- did he try like doing the hang up thing a couple times? Oh, he didn't. That's why. Let's see. Greg then opens up the phone and sees there are two battery connections, but no yeah. battery. Oh. You know, because we all know that they had batteries in the old west. <laughs> Greg gets the idea that he might be able to fix it. Bobby asks where he's going. Greg says to get all of our flashlight batteries and some tape. So the two of them take off. Hmm. Yes, yeah, hmm. I, I still don't get like I've never heard of a battery powered phone. Well, I guess I've heard of a battery powered phone. I have one, but I mean the old west. I've never heard of a battery powered phone. You know, in the navy we had what was called sound powered phones. Sound powered phones. That's right, Jimmy. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so I could pick up a phone, and it had a handle just like a regular phone. But it also had like a dial that you just dial it to. It'll have all the different areas around the boat that you want. To, and you switch it to that dial. And then you spin this little thing. And it goes like, Woo-hoo-hoo. and on there, and it goes, Woo-hoo-hoo. that's what it sounds like. And uh, I feel like you're fucking with me. No, not at all. all not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> and then they just go, uh, you know, maneuvering or wherever, you know. And then you go, hey, uh, blah, 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 blah. You say whatever you're going to say. But it's all powered by sound. Why don't you just use no power? That's true. I didn't think of that. (sighs) Did you do that thing like they do on Greyhound where like like the captain's like too good to talk to somebody directly? So the guy's like, hey, we saw this thing over there. And the guy's like, okay, hey, they saw the thing over there. Okay, tell him this. Hey, he said to do this. Okay, doing this. Okay, yeah, we saw the thing over there now. Hey, they saw the thing over there now. What's up? Well, that's different. So this is just uh, <clears throat> one place to like think of an office calling another office. Then you had what's actually the sound power phones. Now that you reminded me, thank you. It's been a while since I've been out of the Navy. Um, those may have been sound power too, but the main sound power phones would exactly what you're saying. So you have the, there's the headphones mm-hmm. and there's this like little thing, yeah. with a little button on top that they stick their mouth into and you can talk like a microphone and you go, Hey, uh, da, 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 da. And then the guy would go and he would, you know, repeat it back and he'd go, Hey, they found this over there. And like, okay, okay, okay. Say that. All right. And then da, 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 and they say it back. If I you watch the movie like, Greyhound, did you watch Greyhound yet? Yeah. You see him doing that. And yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly like a sound part from the ad that we still use those. See, if I was in the Navy, I'd get in trouble because I'd be like, hold on a second. Kevin, he wants to talk to you, man. Like, <laughs> no. like why am I referring all this shit? Just talk to him. <laughs> and you have to Damn. repeat back everything, too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That movie was really <clears throat> realistic. All right. All right. Scene three. Now we see Carol and Cindy carrying a pail over to a well. 
She tells Cindy that they're going to need some water if they're going to be stranded. Cindy asks if she thinks that they'll get water out of it. Carol says, well, we don't know if we don't try. <laughs> Carol busting out the dad jokes. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm well, well, there, eh? well, 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 eh? well, get it. Okay. And then when she couldn't get it, she's like, oh, well. <laughs> and then Carol pushes down the handle with a very sexual moan. She goes, uh, uh. Cindy then offers to help. They both start pumping away. Hell yeah. Carol's got a dry sense humor. <laughs> Get it? It's in the desert. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the well's dry. Yeah. Scene four. Alice, Marsha, and Jan all have sticks. Okay. Scene five. No. Um, <laughs> Alice, Marsha, and Jan all have sticks and boards and are trying to scratch a legible sign into the ground in case an airplane flies overhead and can read that they're in need of help. After a few seconds, Marsha gives up and says that the ground is too hard to scrape anything into, which she does it for like two seconds. She's like, fuck this. And she's like, those are down. It's like those women that want to give you a back rub and have to treat that. My hands, My hands hurt. hurt. It's like and you're getting hard. Um, <laughs> and you're getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Keep going, man. Alice says, the sun has baked the ground as hard as one of my biscuits. Mm. <laughs> Just then, Bessie walks over, gives him a little donkey noise. I was just about to say, why don't you do it, Tack? <laughs> Alice looks at her and says, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Jesus, Alice. Then Marcia <laughs> says that they need a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Good thinking, Marcia. <laughs> <laughs> then Jan says that she recently saw an old plow down the road. Alice thinks for a moment and gets an idea. Hmm. She smiles and says, oh, Bessie, and walks over to her with the girls. We immediately cut to the plow all hooked up to Bessie, and she's lying on the ground with everyone trying to coax her up. Alice calls her a quote-unquote stubborn old goat. Which doesn't make any sense, because people usually say a stubborn mule, which is literally what Bessie is. Exactly, yeah. Weird. And she goes on to say, we've got to plow the word help. Jan then asks, well, if Bessie won't pull the plow, how are we going to get it pulled? Hmm. We next immediately cut to the plow, now hooked up to Alice. <laughs> She's trying, like the Dickens, to pull while the girls are trying to, to steer. Only the plow isn't going anywhere. Bessie laughs. <laughs> Alice, now exhausted, needs assistance back to the camp. You said, like the Dickens. You're mm-hmm. What's funny is it looks like, and they probably were, but it looks like Marsha and Jan are actually holding the plow back. <laughs> it looks like they're pulling back on it. Um, well, I imagine it's very difficult to pull that through the dirt. Well, yeah, but I mean, it looks like for, for the sake of the scene, because yeah. Alex had to play against it like she couldn't move it. Right, right. And if they hadn't been, because that's really concrete with dirt glued to it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really. Right. So. You gotcha. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny because like, Bessie, we have to plow the word help in the ground. Come on. But Bessie's thinking like, Why? Like, I'm home. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is where I live. Why do I need to help you, like, get help or whatever? Well, like, also, what the what the fuck is up with Jan's outfits in this? <laughs> like, every she's scene, wearing. she's dressed like a guy. She's dressed like she's going to a fucking rodeo. Every scene. <laughs> well, they're in the old West. Hello. Yeah, but nobody else is dressed like that. <laughs> well, she's festive. She likes the pageantry. Why can't she dress normal where everybody's dressed in, like, a sweatshirt and jeans in the desert? <laughs> And a jacket and a yeah. scarf. <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of fucked up because it's kind of fucked up because Jan and Marsha are laughing at Alice. <laughs> They're like, ah, you might kill yourself dehydration trying to pull this plow. <laughs> Alice is being funny. You stupid maid. <laughs> Scene five. Meanwhile, back at the well, Carol and Cindy are still pumping, pumping, and pumping nonstop. Cindy Winded says, it's coming, Mom. Carol says, oh, yeah, good old H2O. But just as it's about to burst everywhere, a puff of dust shoots all inside the bucket and all over Carol's face. Uh-huh. Carol coughs and says, yeah, <coughs> good old H2O. <coughs> Cindy then says, we better help collect wood for the signal fire. Carol agrees and pours the bucket of dust and dirt onto the ground. That was such a hot 
paragraph that was sexual as hell. <laughs> if it's, there wasn't a child with her. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's coming. And she's like, oh, and then it bursts all over her face. Sorry. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, it's funny because when she pours out the bucket, like the wind catches it and blows it around in Cindy's face. <laughs> and Cindy's like, uh, uh. I thought it was funny. Scene six. Now back with Greg and Bobby. They have all the flashlight batteries taped together and connected to the old phone. Greg says, now I know how Alexander Graham Bell must have felt. Hmm. Here it goes as he spins the spinner thingy. Bobby asks if it's working. Greg says, yeah, I can hear it ringing. (laughs) I I thought it was funny because he just, he happens to stumble on the right amperage and voltage just by taping (laughs) a bunch of random batteries together. It's Well, we didn't see his trial and errors. Maybe like had too many batteries on. I I found that amazing. (laughs) Yep, scene seven, very quickly, just then we see Cindy collecting firewood, and she hears a phone ring. Oh, my God. Why didn't they take the battery out of that phone tag? (laughs) I don't know. She goes inside one of the old shops and answers it. Cindy says, hello? Greg on the other end says, help, we're trapped out here in a ghost town. Cindy says, that's funny, so are we. Mm. Greg looks confused. He's like, what? Yeah. They didn't think that scene through very well. Hmm. Scene eight. Later, we see everyone stacking wood in a pile to light so someone can see for a rescue. Hmm. But all of a sudden, Mike shows up in the station wagon with Peter <laughs> and the prospector, Mr. Brown. No way. Yay. Yay. Carol asks Mike what happened, but Mike says, well, it's kind of difficult to explain. I think Mr. Brown better tell you. Oh, damn. He's all like, uh, he has something Mr. to Brown's say. Mr. Brown's going to get grounded. <laughs> Mr. Brown says, well, I'm terribly sorry if I gave you a turn, ma'am. I just figured you were going to jump my gold claim. Hmm. And I wanted to get in town and file it before you did. I was coming back. Honest, I was. It's funny how he talks like one of like the neighborhood kids when they're in trouble for doing something <laughs> to Bobby or something. Gee, mister. I, I, I promise I was, I swear. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mike confirms his story and says that they found him coming back. Mr. Brown goes on to beg for forgiveness and to not go too hard on him. Carol says, well, I guess all is forgiven. Hmm. Mr. Brown says, before you go, uh, for the use of your automobile, I'm going to give you 10% on my claim. Hmm. Everyone gasps and says, wow. Wow. Mike says, well, that's not necessary. Like I said before, we don't want your gold. Bobby says, sure we do, Dad. Mr. Brown insists and says, sure you do. I already got it all legalized, signed, and everything. All you got to do is fill in the details. He hands the document to Carol and then leaves with Bessie. Everyone says bye to him. Once he leaves, the kids all ask what the document says. Carol looks at it and says, Hey, there's just an X on here. Only an X. Hmm. They all laugh. Carol shrugs it off and says, I guess we can get going once again. Alice says, Yeah, goodbye, ghost town. Hello, Grand Canyon. Yay. And they all pile into the car and continue the trip and singing songs. Uh, oh, well, I guess we got bamboozled again by Mr. Brown. Oh, well. <laughs> you know Carol was going to burn that shit to the ground if they hadn't showed up, right? <laughs> it's the fucking desert. And she's got to light a fire on purpose. That whole town would have went up. She's going to burn that shit to the fucking ground. They show up in the whole town's on fire. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Well, we got the signal on. She'd be like, we? sorry, you shouldn't have taken my fucking car. <laughs> yeah, now your grandpappy's fucking town is burned to the ground. Next time, don't steal. You're welcome. <laughs> Scene nine. We are treated now to a fun montage of station wagon going down the street while the whole family is singing songs. Then a sudden cut to the station wagon on the side of the highway. Uh-oh. While Mike is looking annoyed standing outside. Did they have car trouble tech? No. No. Then you see Bobby come running back to the wagon and they oh, continue off again. He had to sing. go tinkle. He was pooping. And they sing some more songs. My note says, for the love of God, please stop trying to harmonize. <laughs> this is like that one person at every birthday party that tries to harmonize when they sing, you know, like happy birthday. For the love of God, please stop harmonizing. <laughs> this sounds horrible. So, I don't know how they ever got a variety show. You know, terrible. Last year when I was in Virginia, we had my son's birthday, 
and we were singing him happy birthday and me and my sister are really big like on harmonies and stuff oh jesus <laughs> that's exactly what we did sing happy birthday she did the harmonies i did the melody nine times out it, ten, sounded it, sounds terrible. Terrible. it sounded good it sounded fantastic even random was like had a tear in his eyes like that was did you guys rehearse yeah that? but you said this we're sounded like, good too so <laughs> well actually i was referring more to episode three oh okay when they're around the campfire that sounded like shit too but okay <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i see yeah that was awful scene 10 finally the Bradys arrive at a parking lot. I, comments like, you can leave all this in. I changed it slightly because <laughs> you, you found that chick really hot. <laughs> I didn't find her hot. Yeah, you, the way you wrote it originally, you found her hot. Like, what you, did I say? You were saying she seductively walked up to the car. You she were, did. <laughs> I didn't say she was hot. I was saying she's the way she was just like, Hi. Well, and I'll, like walks over like all like sexy. Like. I correct it because I didn't know where you're going with it. So I'll read it. I have it written, but then we'll have a discussion afterwards t- what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Finally, the Brady's arrive at a parking lot with a parking attendant inside a booth. Once Mike comes to a stop, this blonde woman in a yellow dress comes walking out. She walks up to Mike and says, hi. Mike's <laughs> Mike says, hi, and hands her the money. She thanks him and she walks back, waving to the family. Okay, so tell tell us your take on how I don't all remember. That I really wish you would have left mine in there because I think I had jokes in there. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it. We were in this good surprise on you, but it was like no. You you had commented like on how short her dress was and yeah, because because she was like it was very like sexual. She really, was, you were hi. saying how sultry she was and all this. Yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. She was like hi. I. No, mind you, I didn't say, I think she's hot. Because this is how she was acting to Mike. See, I didn't get any of that. She was like, hi. And she was like, it was like her one shot to get on TV and try to, like, perform for, like, other directors out there. Like, hey, I can be sexy. I can, you know. And she was like, hi. Well, see, like, And walks over, like, really sexy. Like, of course, I'm acting out and you can't see it. But <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, hmm. And she goes, hmm. And she pouts her lips, and no, she didn't do all that. But it was pretty close. She was acting like trying to be sexy. See, I I was reading the notes as I was watching it, and I watched the scene. I'm like, oh, that's pretty straightforward. And I turn to look at your notes. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I didn't get any of that. I looked at your notes. I was totally <laughs> you're lost. Like, I'm like, you're looking at my notes, looking about? at that, going, no. Delete. What Delete. is he talking Delete. about? Well, Fucking I thought I moron. didn't get the joke. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do this joke very well because I don't understand the joke. Like, but so my apologies. I should have left it alone. No, no, you don't have to leave it alone. Just we'll leave it in I there. Back for you can rewrite four, it, gentlemen. Yeah, you can rewrite it all you want, but just leave it in there. That way, I can go. What was I saying? Because I wrote this like what two weeks ago. Oh, that's true. Ago? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought so, you wrote it yesterday. No. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. All right, cool. Anyway, no worries. All right, so scene at a level. The Brady fam finally arrives at the campsite. They drop off the trailer at the site and continue down the road to hopefully eventually arrive at the canyon. Because Bobby won't shut up, constantly repeating, Is this it? Is this it? When do we see it? (sighs) Finally, Carol says, Yep, this is it. Look, everybody, on the right, in case, you know, they'd be like, I don't, where? You stop lying. I see lying. our trees, Mom. Stop lying. God. On the other side. What? <clears throat> oh. Oh, everyone oohs and ahs as they look at the canyon alongside of the road. Mike pulls over so everyone can get out and get a better look. They all exit the car and arrive to a railing overlooking the canyon. They all just pause and stand there for a moment to take in the beauty. <laughs> Jimmy. Taking the beauty, shush. <laughs> Carol then says, does anyone know what the Indian word for Grand Canyon means? Jan asks what? Carol says, I don't know. I was hoping one of you knew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, for real. Does anybody know? <laughs> no. Carol says it means mountains lying down. Jan says, that's exactly what it looks like. Mountains lying down. And Marsha's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Looks Don't like all hole. mountains lie down. They're not in the sky. <laughs> it looks like a fucking hole. <laughs> Carol says, it's one of the seven wonders of the world. Peter then points out to Mike that he sees water at the bottom. Greg, flexing his geography knowledge, says, 
That's the Colorado River. That's what dug this whole canyon. Mike says, just think of it. Thousands of years of constantly running water made all that. Peter says, wow, no wonder you don't like us to leave the water faucets dripping. <laughs> then he, oh, that's not, that's Peter, that's not Bobby. That's Mike and giggle. Then he, then he makes monkey sounds, but no, that wasn't Bobby. Mike and Greg giggle. Alice tells Cindy and Bobby the dimensions of the canyon. Bobby is amazed. But Cindy asks, how can they measure it? Bobby says, easy. Just grab a tape measure and jump. <laughs> and he goes, want to try it? No. <laughs> Here's the tape. Let's, let's pretend for a second. <laughs> Jan says to Carol, I wish we didn't have to sleep at the campground. I like to sleep right here on the rim. Carol says, well, that sounds very nice. But I wouldn't want to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> and they giggle too. <laughs> I like how they're all having their own little family moments with different groups. Carol's like, I wouldn't mind getting a job here. I could call it a rim job. <laughs> Mike ruins the moment and says, all right, come on, everybody. There's a lot more to see. You know, we can drive down and look at the canyon. We can see the big hole from over there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody stay together the Grand Canyon is a mighty big place they all agree and head back to the wagon it sounded like when they first arrived it sounded yeah. like they just like kept overdubbing the same audio because you see here hmm. Jan say like four times like oh look wow it's amazing and you, <laughs> they just repeat all the kids for like three seconds um, <laughs> man that really made me nervous <clears throat> That's how it is there. Holy awesome. shit. It's that metal railing like that? Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, not God, not like in the main spots. It's kind of like some pullover spots are like mm-hmm. that. But if you can go to the main part where like the visitor center is and all that, right. which is lame. You want to pull over in spots like that. But hmm. yeah. I w- if I ever went there, I would want to find where they For over. sure. For sure. I would love to go back. But like, was, this is the railing that they were standing on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like probably like Cindy and Bobby's age when I went. I might have been younger. Did you walk up and go, that's a big fucking hole around. <laughs> yeah. It's cool because it looks like a painting. You know what Maybe I mean? it is. <laughs> Maybe it will be Maybe fooled. It's, it's hiding an alien base. That's right. See, finally you're on board with all this shit. Let's talk about this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Did you see any chemtrails when you were out there? Tonight? <laughs> I don't believe in those. Yeah, you did. No. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, Wake stop. up, sheeple. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 12. As the drive continues, they spot an old railroad station and they assume it's old. And Greg says, probably 1870. But Alice says, 1881. Mm. They all look at her like, bitch, how the fuck do you know anything, maid? <laughs> That's how they looked at her. <laughs> they did. Alice says, it's from the guidebook. I wasn't a passenger. And they all laugh. <laughs> Mike looked at her like, bitch, don't you have shit to cook? Because he's the one that likes to spout off all the Indian right. shit. Right. <laughs> like Carol already stole from him what does Grand Canyon mean? Exactly. So he was like, motherfucking bitch. <laughs> like, it's all right. I'll, it's all right. I know we're going to pass a railroad station later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I already got all the facts on it. I read the guidebook. Mm-hmm. Here we go, here we go. And you know, and then Greg's like, look at all he's like, this is my moment. And he's like and then Carol or fucking Alice is like, oh no, it's eighteen eighty one. I'm like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Scene thirteen. They all arrive to another view site of the canyon. And they get out, and Mike tells them to all line up against the wall while he takes a picture. You and notice that's all that happened. You notice Alice I hump in that park ranger, right? <laughs> For real, because Mike had to tell her, Alice, look this way, because she's like, she won't stop looking at the scratch. Like, <laughs> she says, like, in another episode, like, oh, yeah, send them this way. Or if you see somebody, send them about, I think yeah. she even is very specific, yeah. like 6'1, about, hell yeah. And, Al, and Carol even had to go, Alice. <laughs> she's stop. like, I wouldn't mind cleaning that way, and if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> hell yeah. He can look at my canyon. That's right, and I'll be his maid. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 14. Next, we see the Brady family with a huge crowd all watching a performance of Native Americans rain dancing. Hmm. Cindy asks, are those real Indians? 
Carol says, of course they are. They're Hopi Indians. Marcia says, isn't the dancing exciting? Mm. Jan adds, yeah, it's real mysterious, too. <laughs> Alice says, well, it's not that mysterious. I'd dance like that, too, if I was barefoot on a hot rock. <laughs> Bobby asks why they're dancing. Mike says, they're rain dancers, Bobby. A long time ago, that's how they used to pray for rain. Peter asks, does the rain dance stuff really work? Greg says, nah, they're just doing it for the tourists. But just then, what? a lightning flashes in the sky, <gasps> and it begins to pour. No. And strangely, nobody gets wet. Fucking it's way. It's almost like it's just an effect. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. I put on there, it's probably God punishing it for making fun of Indians. <laughs> or Native Americans, sorry. Native Americans. I said it myself. <laughs> Scene 15. The next morning, the whole family gathers together to take the view of the canyon in a very picturesque pose along a rock wall. Carol boasts how well she slept last night. Marcia agrees and says, isn't the air beautiful? And Greg's like, how the... F that doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> Greg says, I bet our lungs are wondering what happened to all the smog. <laughs> and they all laugh. Mike, once again, the master of moment ruiners, once again says, well, we better get going. We're going to the bottom of the canyon. They all cheer. Hooray. Alice says, oh, that's great. I didn't know you could drive down there. Carol says, you can't, Alice, you stupid maid. We're going down on mules. And then after that, we're going to ride them to the bottom. <laughs> Did you mean to ride it that way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going down on mules. And after that, we're going to ride them to the bottom. That's, that's awesome. <sighs> Alice all of a sudden looks worried. Because <laughs> she saw the fat hog in the one. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> looks over the edge and asks, Mules? Mike laughs at his maid and asks, What's the matter, Alice? Are you afraid of mules? Alice says, Oh, no, I'm not afraid of them. I'm allergic to them. Well, at least part of me is. They all just laugh at her fear, shame her, and then Carol says, Come on. <laughs> Do you notice Mike's swagger when Carol says, Man, I slept so good last night. He was like... <laughs> Hell yeah. Is that why he looked at Greg into a little gun shoot? <laughs> I love how they treat Alice like shit. Like, if this was today, like, she'd be filing some kind of complaint. Like, <laughs> because they make her go on all these yeah. stupid trips that she has voiced many times that she doesn't want to go right. on. Right. She's made it very clear she didn't want to go on it. <laughs> and now they're making her do this. You say, well, I'll just, like, go back to camp and maybe I'll get dinner started. How's that? Well, I guess they're going to be spending a few days down there, huh? Well, like, she could have had, like, a week off. <laughs> yeah, or just stayed at home and spent exactly. time with her boyfriend. Right. You know, <laughs> catch up on some, you know, maybe go visit her sister. She likes to do that. You know she'd be sleeping in Mike and Carol's bed. <laughs> you know hugging, she would be. Hugging the pillow still smells like Mike. Hell yeah. Oh, you know she'd bring Sam over and hump in Mike and Carol's bed. <laughs> <laughs> See, this sounds like a great week. Yeah, right. Or however long they were she gone. She had music blast and she runs through the house naked. Yeah, she'll yeah, play yeah. her stereo or radio or records, Heck play yeah. all her records that she wants. Doesn't have to fucking cook. Doesn't have to fucking take after six kids. She'll grill outside. <laughs> she'll grill outside because she wants to, not exactly. because she has to. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to come home early and the house is fucking trashed. Like Sam's like naked, like hanging upside down from like the, <laughs> the top railing on the second floor. <laughs> What's that weird swing in your room, Alice, above your bed? Like, what? What, Mr. Brady? What? <laughs> uh, poor Alice. Just like your note says, they treat Alice like shit. Yep. <laughs> well, this is where we take our next break. So the Bradys have made it to the Grand Canyon, finally. And that's basically all that's happened so far. <laughs> I was going to say, oh no, what'll happen next? And now How they will they get out of this <laughs> oh what will they do and now they're going to go to the bottom of the canyon on mules only Alice isn't a fan of that we'll be back
Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. Very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. And we are back. Cool. Did you have a good break? I did have a good break. We had a donut break. We did have a donut break. Thanks for bringing donuts. We ate them off our hogs. <laughs> yeah, I'm we were glazed. <laughs> well, after. Sticky. Uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, so what was it you were going to ask? <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> yep. Um, so in this episode, they go to obviously the Grand Canyon. Yep. You said you've been to the Grand Canyon. Yep. And we've made many jokes about like, well, that's a big fucking hole in the ground. Yep. Let's go look at it from over there. <laughs> yes. Having something that's been there, is it? Is there really anything else other than the fucking hole in the ground? Like, yes. No, I don't. I don't remember. I was a really young kid. That's why I want to go back because I don't remember everything about it. I remember looking at it and going, "Wow," and I remember seeing it. But it'll, I'm sure there's a lot of like touristy things that have changed since I've been there last. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I'd love to go back though. Like I, I want to say I watched a TV show and they and on the TV show they have like helicopter tours of it and oh I'm sure um like bungee jumping I think at some point I don't know. I Can't can tell remember. you this: I have zero interest in going down on down on a mule, <laughs> <laughs> and also going to the bottom on a mule. Yeah, does that interest you at all? No. Somebody said, "Hey, we can go down on mule." No, not at all. No. It seems like unsafe and well, like. Plus, what if he kicks you? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to show your dominance before. What if his knees get weak and he go and he falls on you? I just have no interest in going down there by horseback or oh I would I totally would I have no interest in that you're talking about traveling to the bottom of the Grand Canyon yes okay yeah I would totally do that no like if it was like another way like I don't know like if it was a nice hiking trail or yeah but it's a mile straight down (laughs) that means like at a 45, 45 degree angle, that's like, what, three miles or something like that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Each way? But, I don't know, I'm sure there's other ways besides mule and or helicopter. What if they had a zip line? <sighs> that would be awesome. That would, would be so that. cool. I would do that. I would do that way before, like, mules and horses. We should buy the Grand Canyon and we change should. it. We should change it the way we want it. So, if you're we listening... We fill it with water and make it a big swimming pool. <laughs> join our Patreon, and uh, we need money because we want to buy the Grand Canyon. Heck yeah. Because that's a realistic goal. It would be the world's largest swimming pool. Let's do that. That would, yeah. It'd be the Grand Canyon. We'd be in the Guinness Book of World Records. We could get a canoe for it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> canoes are kind of expensive, Jim. That's true, yeah. We get a jet <laughs> skis for it. Oh, I still want to do that now. Uh. <sighs> Anyway, let's continue, shall okay, we? Okay, yeah, sorry. All right. So when we left off, the Brady family have finally made it to the Grand Canyon after being held captive in an old ghost town. Now they're about to head to the bottom of the canyon by way of Mule. See my wording? Mm-hmm. Alice is a little nervous about this, so let's see what happens. Scene 16. Mm. 
So now we see the Brady Brood. I'll, I'll be honest. When I first read this, I thought it said the Brady Broad. And I thought you were talking about uh, like Carol. I'm like, God, that's kind of mean. Um, scene 16. So now we see the Brady Brood mounting up on the mules mm. and getting ready to go to head. <laughs> Got to watch what I say. Uh, and getting ready to head down to the canyon. Right. Mike reminds the family to listen to the mule skinner for safety. Mm-hmm. Whatever Alice, that is. Yeah, exactly. Alice is very nervous about this and is having trouble mounting her mule. Hmm. Mike tells her, come on, Alice, mount it like it's me. I mean, <laughs> uh, like it's a horse. Did you add that? Yeah. <laughs> she fi- she finally does backwards. Reverse well, cowgirl. Know, well, that's, that's, that's right? what he said, like it's me. It's, it's fantastic. Meanwhile, the rest of the group has gone off without her, but she catches up. That's good. That's funny because I, I wrote in here, gee, you didn't see that gag coming. Like her <laughs> mounting the, the mule and she's backwards on it. Like, wait, what? Where? Like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> really going to do that? Oh, God. So I got a long one here. So sit tight. Get comfortable. Yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Scene 17. Now we see a little montage of them riding down the canyon along a trail. Slowly but surely, they make their way down. That's it. That montage, not not you reading it, but the mm-hmm. actual montage in the episode took way longer than it had to. <laughs> it's like, hey, we got like 38 minutes to fill. How are we going to fill it? Well, if I fucking have them on mules. Yeah. Like, just shoot a bunch horrible. of B-roll and fucking it was, I mean, together. it was probably like a good two minutes of them riding down on horses. <laughs> yeah. It was so, or mules rather. It was so stupid. Yeah. Anyways, scene 18. Finally, at the bottom, the Brady's set up camp. Mike does the finishing touches on the tent as Greg and Peter come up behind him and asks, are the girls going to do any work? Damn. Mike tells him, yeah, you guys are doing all kinds of work. No, sorry. Um, Yeah, he's calling him a girl. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, I I did not get it. I get it now. (laughs) Mike tells him, Peter, after dinner, when it's time to do the dishes, we men are going to get even. Damn. <laughs> Greg said, says that he's going to make sure that they don't forget it. Mm. And he and Peter set off to go exploring. Mm. Mike stops them and reminds them, now remember, this isn't a playground out here. This is the wilderness and it can be dangerous. So be careful. That's right. And that's in no way foreshadowing at all. <laughs> It's just a general statement. Be careful. Also, Mike also reminded Peter, too, that, well, your sister Marcia did pitch tents. Her- <laughs> <laughs> well, Alice did. Um, what's funny was <laughs> when they get done, he's like, um, yeah, you guys better go set up the cooking tent for Alice. <laughs> I get a surprise from the whole family. We're all going to do this fun thing. Not you, Alice. Sorry. No. We got to... Shouldn't even been over here at our meeting, family like, meeting. Alice is like, "Where am I gonna? Where am I gonna sleep, Mister Brady? In the cooking tent with all the food and the dishes, like you're supposed to? I don't know. Which we're gonna talk about that in the next episode because there's a whole thing about that I wrote out. All right, scene nineteen. Next, we see Carol and Alice loading sleeping bags in a tent for the girls. Carol says that the girls are gonna sleep in the tent while the boys are sleeping outside. So the boys pitch the tent for the girls. Oh, apparently it's well, their yeah, tent it's, it's for them hello like look what I got you <laughs> <laughs> this is all yours you're welcome you're welcome Mike comes over and puts his arm around her and asks well what do you think of Yetta Hay Flats Alice asks Yetta who Mike corrects her and says Yetta Hay it means hello or welcome Alice says oh that's good to know that'll come in handy if I happen to bump into Tonto which they do second Tonto joke Mike then looks at Carol and asks what she thinks, because that's who he was talking to originally. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's great. Like, cool, Alice. Like Somebody's talking to you. <laughs> exactly. I thought you were getting lunch ready, but okay. Um, <laughs> Apparently that uh, cooking tent's not soundproof. Okay. <laughs> Carol says, well, I can't think of any place I'd rather be. Really? Mike laughs and says, good. It's all yours for the next three days. That's when the mule skinner comes back to take us back up. You know, that's really for us viewers who don't know what's going exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. Alice takes a deep breath and says, three days, huh? Carol asks her, now, Alice, 
You didn't really mind that mule ride, did you? <laughs> Alice says, oh, no, Mrs. Brady. I didn't mind it at all. She's like an indentured servant. She is, yeah, yeah. Like the way Carol, like, asks slash tells her. Yeah, she now, gets Alice, voluntold. You didn't mind that mule, did you? No, Mrs. No, Brady. ma'am. It was fine. <laughs> it's like, it's like, a, like in Victorian times when they have yeah. like little, little women that work the houses. No, ma'am. It was fine. Now you go on and get back in the kitchen now. As a matter of fact, towards the end there, I was really beginning to hit my stride. Just then, Alice walks over to start dinner and she walks slowly to the grill, bull-legged. Mike and Carol just laugh at their stupid maid that they made come with them on this trip. Carol says that she's going to go help her. And she, too, walks over slow and bull-legged. Mike laughs at the silly women and heads to the tent. He stops and realizes his ass hurts, too, and he walks slow and bull-legged. They had a freaky-ass threesome. (laughs) If Mike's ass is sore and both girls are walking like that, hell yeah, Mike. Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> but also, like at the very beginning of it, Carol is is helping Alice, I guess, put sleeping bags in a tent. Why is she counting them off? <laughs> I don't know. She's like one, two. Very good, Carol. We all know you can count. Can you stop, please? Like, Let's make sure there's like five in there. Yeah, <laughs> she had to count to five. Like, Out like, a, like Alice can't see how many fucking sleeping bags she has with her. Like, wait a minute. Can you help me? One. I can't count my fingers and count out loud at the same time. Like. Why is she counting these for? <laughs> Sorry. Scene 20. Meanwhile, we see Cindy and Bobby out exploring. Cindy walks up to Bobby, who is banging on the side of a mountain with a rock, and asks what he's doing. Bobby says, I'm looking for a dinosaur fossil. Cindy asks, what's a dinosaur fossil? Because I'm a moron. And I've never heard of such things. <laughs> Bobby actually explains what a dinosaur is to his sister. (laughs) And then what a fossil is. And that it's hard as a rock. Cindy says, I bet they make rotten pets. Bobby explains, they're not alive anymore. They're just bones. Cindy has a disgusted look on her face. Mm, Gross. They continue to look around and then they come across, I mean, well, they they happen upon a Native (laughs) Indian boy standing there watching them. Hmm. Bobby attempts to say hello, but the boy just stares at them and then runs off. Bobby and Cindy decide to stalk the boy and chase after him. It's a good idea. Okay. I don't mean to beat off a dead horse, but yep. once again, why are Bobby and Cindy wearing fucking sweatshirts in the bottom of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> I don't know. And second, why is this Native American boy wearing one of Jan's outfits? <laughs> Because that's how Jan dresses. She dresses like in fucking long pants and this long rodeo t-shirt or long sleeve rodeo shirt like with like that's fringes so and shit on it. Like That's hilarious. I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, Scene 21. A while later, we see Greg running back to the campsite where everyone is except Bobby and Cindy. Greg tells him, I can't find them anywhere. I called out and there's no answer. Mike says in a tone, didn't I tell you kids not to wander away from camp? Mike then decides to split up into teams to go search. He tells Alice to stay behind because, you know, she's got to cook. Yeah, exactly. Carol comments on how it'll be dark soon. Then they all break. Mike didn't bellow for him. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if he would have bellowed for him like he does at home, it would have worked. They would have came back. Oh, but point. now he's going to wait until they're too far away. Yeah, you, you, too little, too late. Exactly. Mike. If he would have just stood up and been like, hold on a second, Greg. <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> Sandy! And they would have came, hey, there's Dad. And the episode would have been like 15 minutes. Yep, and they waited, and the longer they waited, the further away they got. Exactly. He and needs nice to understand one. that. Scene 22. Next, we see Bobby and Cindy still wandering around. Cindy asks, are you sure you know how to get back? Bobby says confidently, sure, I'm sure. It's this way. No, wait, that way. Maybe it was that way. Hmm. I guess I don't know. Jesus. Well, no shit. 
neither direction he points was the direction they came from. <laughs> Is that your note? Yeah. <laughs> like, he points in the direction they're traveling to and goes, maybe it's this way. Yeah. And then he's like, no, wait, maybe it's this way. And he points 90 degrees, once again, <laughs> not the direction they came from. And he's like, well, maybe it's this way, which is, again, 90 <laughs> degrees the opposite direction. Like, why don't you just turn the fuck around and walk back where you came from? Damn. That just, was that racist? <clears throat> you need to go huh? back where you came from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to Mike, Peter, and Marsha looking around for lost Brady's. Mm. They call out to them, but no answer. Now they do. Yeah. Back to Bobby and Cindy. Then stop at... What? Oh. Sorry. Back to Bobby and Cindy. They stop at a boulder to rest. Cindy tells Bobby that it's all his fault because he wanted to chase after that Indian boy. Hmm. Bobby says, it's okay. This is all starting to look familiar. Our camp is that way. Cindy tells him that they already went that way. Hmm. Bobby says, well, maybe it's that way. As he points another direction... And they walk off. Mm. Mm. Okay, like, you were in the Navy. I'm sure they taught you some survival stuff. I'm, I'm certain. Um, no. Really? Um, I'm on a submarine. Right, but what if you, like... You get lost in the submarine? Well, no, but what if, I don't know, you have to you get stranded somewhere on the side. I like, got you, I got you. But, but isn't one of the first rules, like, aren't you supposed to stay the fuck where you're at and not walk around? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty common knowledge. Like, like just it, stay where you're at. And Mike seems very overly prepared, like checking sleeping bags and shit. <laughs> like he mm -hmm. does. He's never once told them. Now, listen, if you get lost, stop where you're at. Don't keep walking. And yeah. eventually somebody will find you. It all depends on how you're lost, too. So, like, if you're like, for instance, the Bobby and Cindy, they should stay where they're at. Right. Okay. But if they're like, if you're stranded somewhere, don't stay where you're at. You need to keep moving. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's see. Scene 23. Back to Mike, Peter, and Marcia, and they comment on how it's getting dark soon, and they're getting worried. They continue on. And then it cuts to Carol, Greg, and Jan, and they're calling out for missing Brady's too. Carol begins to get really worried, and she says to herself, Come on, kids, answer. Please answer. And I'm like, she can't, they can't hear her when she whispers like that. Well, I... I get that she's missing her kids, but I thought this was a little bit too dramatic. Like, is she praying to her kids? Like, what? No, she's just like, oh, come on. Like, you know how you're sitting in a light and you're like, fucking let's go. Like, this was way too melodramatic. <laughs> I know she's missing her kids, but it's way too melodramatic. This is a little bit over the top. Hmm. All right. Scene 24. Meanwhile, back to Mike, Peter, and Marsha. They're still calling out for them and Peter says we need to find them soon it's getting dark and they'll freeze out here Mike assures him that it doesn't get that cold <laughs> and they just need to keep looking and he needs to calm the fuck down think positive <laughs> Marsha agrees Peter adds I hope they didn't run into a mountain lion <laughs> Mike shuts him up by saying come on come on and pushes him along as they continue their search <laughs> that was like, so funny when it was like <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like, hey, we need to find them soon. And then Mike was like, you think? Really? <laughs> you think it's a good idea, Peter? Well, he's like, I hope they don't freeze to death. And Mike looked genuinely irritated at how ignorant his fucking son was. He's like, nobody's going to freeze out here. And you see him like mouth like fucking idiot. Like, you, I swear he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 25. Back to Bobby and Cindy. Meanwhile, back at the camera. Cindy is hunched over on a rock, crying, and Bobby comes over to console her. He says, don't cry, Cindy. And she goes, good idea. And then everybody's happy. No. She, Cindy says that there might be wild animals around. Bobby, using his quick intellect and comforting skills, says, well, maybe there aren't. I have a feeling that Mike Lukenland and the girl that plays Cindy, I can't remember her name, yeah. wrote this scene themselves. <laughs> they were like, we're going to give you guys a chance to write your own scene. Okay, so you cry, and I come and say, it's okay. And you say, maybe there's stuff, to, maybe there's wild animals. And I say, stuff maybe there won't. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> and you were sure which words like, 
That's fucking good. Yeah, fucking print like, it. Fuck it. We got three episodes to kill. Just whatever. It's just a filler episode anyway. If we can show two minutes of them riding fucking mules, we can let them write their own scene. Okay. Scene 26. So the family continues on the search for the missing kids, but to no avail. And then? Well, I have one note real quick. <laughs> I, don't, I, was just gonna say, I don't remember. That That's all that happened in that scene? I don't remember the Grand Canyon having this much vegetation in it. I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. I don't remember. I didn't go to the bottom, so I don't know. Okay. And so that's where we. Oh, do you have more? Sorry. No. Okay. So that's where we leave off on this exciting part two tale of the Brady Bunch Grand Canyon or Bust. Tune in next week when we do season three, episode four The Brady Braves. Oh, they're going to play baseball. They're going to play baseball. Jimmy, can you give us a little thing, a little hint, a little teaser, what's happening next? Sure. On the next episode, spoiler alert, the Bradys find Bobby and Cindy. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Who have now befriended a Native American boy who has run away from home and from his grandfather who only believes in the old traditional ways. That must have been the little Native American boy they saw earlier. That is, yeah. And what's funny is this exact same thing happened to Tack when he was a kid. Like he ran away from his original Indian family um, because they were stuck in their old ways. And now, Small he's a podca- now he's a podcaster. That's right. And they're still looking for me. But fuck them. Just kidding. And that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. Oh, man. Yeah. So this is a, definitely a filler episode, I think. I'm, I'm curious. And in, in, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I we have a few people that have been active on the, the group. You know, yeah. the Facebook group. Yeah. And we have a few people that's that's emailed in both with with constructive criticism and with with positive praises. Yes. Both are equally as valued. Um <clears throat> and I and feel free to write in and, and talk about this as well. But um like how is this like me and Tech didn't really grow up watching this? I mean, I guess we, we watched it in syndication. Right. But this show ended before we were born. So are these episodes like these three episodes, are these like known as like the three shitty episodes <laughs> like are they known as oh are you kidding the grand canyon episodes those are the best ones. like are these the ones that people like how do brady bunch fans look at these episodes are these like iconic for being corny iconic for being cheesy or are they iconic for being like are you kidding like the whole fucking episodes were done outside like on location instead of in the studio like mm. are they known for anything like that or are they forgettable? <laughs> Are a lot of Brady Bunch fans like, oh, those? Oh, yeah, I think I remember those. Like, Well, I can tell you my opinion on that. Yeah. I do remember the Grand Canyon episodes, um, watching them as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember liking them and going, oh, yeah, the Grand Canyon episodes. Oh, yeah. I like the old ghost town. I think you get locked in a jail, I think. And that's really all I remember. But, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, for, for Brady Bunch fans, are these, uh, like, um, iconic episodes for any reason? Like, are, right. are they... You know, yeah, are they kind of like a special, so to speak? Ooh, it's three part. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious. I would like to hear. No. And you can let us know by hitting us up at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com yep. mm-hmm. yeah. or through our Facebook page. Yep. You can do it that way too. Uh huh. <laughs> or you can even go to our website at a very Brady podcast.com. Exactly. And there's a little contact us page and they can fill that out and type whatever you want and it'll get right to us. And while you're in the type of mood, Mm-hmm. You can do a rate and review on the Apple Podcast, Pod Chaser, or uh-huh. Castbox, or whatever else you listen to that might have. <laughs> I did a rate some and research. Section. I did some research and looked up who else does these oh, cool. rate and reviews. Okay. So it's Apple Podcast, Pod Chaser, and Castbox. There you go. So if you use any of those platforms, you can do a rate and review, and it would be awesome. It would. You can also tell two friends about the show, mm. unless you don't like it, in which case, to tell two enemies. Yeah, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very birdie podcast. And the links are below in the show notes. And while you're on that computer, you can join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation mm-hmm. and fun. Post memes, do some yeah. cool stuff. I try to like, you know, say hi or whatever to everybody that joins. I yeah. try to at least comment or something. If I haven't, if you joined and I haven't, call me out on it, tag me. I'd be like, yo, what the hell, man? Yeah, I didn't get a greeting exactly, when I joined. Yeah. yeah. So our disclaimer here, we had fun today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist. We're not sexist. I mean, the people on the show might be racist, but we're not. We actually, a lot of our, like, if you've watched the show long enough, you understand it. You know, people like Jenny and, you know, 
Emma Kate yeah. and people like that. Um, I, I think you guys understand that like we we heavily make fun of the misogyny in the show <laughs> for sure and the insensitivity to Native Americans and stuff like that. So um, mm-hmm. if it sounds like we're you know laying it on pretty thick, it's because we're making fun of it. We just can't believe that you know this kind of stuff was this bad. I can believe it can't, it got out because it's you know the six late sixties early seventies. Yeah, but I can't believe that stuff was actually like this back then. It's it's just hard to fathom because of the way things are now. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess that wraps it up, I guess. It does. So I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keith Smoten. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.